This is Big Dreams, Bold Moves, the podcast inspiring families like yours to discover endless possibilities for living abroad, because life is too short to settle. I'm Malia, and I will be your host as we travel around the world speaking with experienced expats and experts. We're going to learn how to get visas, make money, and find jobs abroad. We'll get a behind-the-scenes look at what everyday life with kids is really like in different countries and get you the answers you need to go from daydreaming to international move-making. Now, let's get on our way. Hello, everyone. If you've been enjoying this show as much as I've enjoyed making it, please remember to hit the subscribe button in your podcast app right now so that you don't miss an episode. And if you would be so kind as to share this podcast with any friends you have that are big dreamers or a little on the adventurous side, I would really appreciate it. Now, today we are going to be traveling to Helsinki, Finland. Finland has been ranked the number one happiest country in the world by the UN for the last two years. Yes, seriously. And the word on the street is that like Germany, Finland is facing a labor shortage. Tech companies in Finland are already actively recruiting international talent, and due to the labor shortages in areas like healthcare, other sectors might soon have to follow. Head over to my show notes to learn more about what I've found on working in Finland. Now please meet today's guest, Emily Gutman. Emily's going to tell us the story of her family's bold move from the U.S. to Finland. She's going to share with us what her experience has been like living as an expat in Helsinki with her family and her understanding of how everything works. Welcome, Emily, to Big Dreams, Bold Moves. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So you are living in Helsinki, Finland. Yes, we have been here for almost two and a half years now. And do you have your son with you? I do. He just turned three at the end of May, and we moved here when he was four months old. What an adventure. Yes. <laughs> so how far along into your pregnancy were you when you decided to do the move? Uh, we decided to move. I think I actually found out I was pregnant the same week that we were given the opportunity to move. Um, and the, so things actually got kept getting pushed back with the move. So we were planning to move in February of 2016. I found out I was pregnant at the end of August 2015. And February would have been great, but then uh, work-wise, things got pushed back with the office until September of 2016. So my son was actually born in the U.S. Okay. And where did you move from in the U.S.? We moved from Madison, Wisconsin. Okay. And um, so what would you say came first? Was it the decision to try to look for opportunities abroad or did the opportunity come about sort of from nowhere? <laughs> Uh, I always kind of wanted to live abroad. Uh, my mom actually brought that up when we were moving. She said, you know, you always talked about living abroad, even as a teenager. <laughs> so that was always something in the back of my mind. Um, and then when my husband started his job, I think he was about two years into it when there was a possibility of moving to Denmark. 
And I said, I'd never been to Denmark and I don't want to move somewhere that I've never been. So we took a two week trip to Denmark, Sweden, and Norway. And then my husband after that decided, nope, Denmark's not where I want to live. <laughs> so we just kind of said, okay, never mind. He won't push for that. And then a couple years later, he got this project with Finland and said, hey, maybe we can move to Finland. And I said, sure, that sounds fun. I've never been to Finland. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how at different times in your life, some an opportunity can seem like either the best idea or the worst idea? Yeah, it was pretty amazing. <laughs> and um, what do you think was going on in your life that made you more open to it the, the second time the opportunity came about? You know, I'm, I'm really not sure because I feel like that would have been more of a point in my life where I would have held back. We had just bought a house. We uh, were expecting our first child. Yeah. Uh, we had four pets. And uh, we are like, this makes no sense. Let's do this. Exactly. That's exactly how we make all of our big life choices. <laughs> oh, so you must have a little bit of adventure in you. Yes. <laughs> uh, had you, and you had, neither of you had lived abroad before. Correct. And had you traveled much abroad aside from the one trip to Scandinavia? Um, together, no. We did our honeymoon in Ireland. Um, and that, I think, was our last European trip until we went to Scandinavia. So that was about six years apart. Um, other than that, you know, Canada and Mexico. But that's not big travel for an American. <laughs> yeah. So once the opportunity came about and you knew you were about to have a baby also, what did what steps did you take next? Like what happened with the house that you'd bought and all those pets that you had? Uh, so we decided since we had just bought our house, we literally had it for less than a year and a half um, until we actually moved. So we decided that selling it would not make sense. So we still own it and we are renting it right now. Um, we have a management company because we didn't want to deal with maintenance issues in the middle of the night, our time. Mm -hmm. um, and then we actually were able to build a storage unit in the basement because half of the basement is unfinished. So we put all of our belongings in this storage unit. It's <laughs> stacked like a Tetris game. Um, so that was really helpful. And then we had two dogs and two cats. So we rehomed the cats. I actually got to fly across the country with one of them and a three month old on my own to Portland, Oregon to give my cat to a former neighbor, uh, where he is still residing. Um, the other cat went to someone else in Wisconsin and then because I'm completely insane, I could not say goodbye to my dogs and we brought them with us. Okay. What was the process like for that? Um, and my episode I did about New Zealand, um, the lady I was speaking with, she used pet relocation. Did you use pet relocation for that move or did you organize it on your own? Um, I don't think it was like that specific company, but I did use a pet relocation service. I was actually at the time I was working for an airline. So I kind of knew a little bit of the requirements. Um, Finland does not require any 
um, quarantine. Um, so we had to make sure that I had all of the proper vaccinations and documentation. Um, there was a lot of paperwork going into it, a lot of emailing back and forth with the company that we used. And then it turned out that we had booked them for the wrong day. So we were actually flying out and then my in-laws were going to take our dogs to Chicago where they needed to go the following day, but they were booked on the same day that we were leaving. So there was a little bit of a scramble um, to have my in-laws drop us off at the Madison airport and then go back, pick up our dogs and drive them to Chicago very quickly (laughs) to get on the plane. Um, And then they... Flew here through Frankfurt, which is amazing if you're relocating dogs. They are the largest um, pet airport, I think, in the world. They have a huge animal area. They're greeted off the plane by a vet to make sure everything's okay. They're taken out. They're walked. They're fed. They're given water. Um, They were kept in a kennel together because they cannot be separated. And then they overnighted... Actually, I think they spent the weekend at a boarding facility in Finland until we could get them to our apartment. Okay. So that sounds like a lot of work. It was a lot of work. (laughs) You've been there two and a half years. Um, Would you do it all the same if you could, like with the house and the storage unit and the bringing the dogs, would you do it all the same? The house and the storage unit, definitely. That's working out very well right now. The dogs, no. We unfortunately sent them back to the U.S. They are now living with my parents in Oregon. Okay. They they are part beagle, and they are not apartment dogs by any means. Um, we went from a two-story house with a fenced yard to an apartment with no direct outdoor access and no fenced yard. And I didn't find out about the dog parks until the week that we were sending them back. So it was pretty unfortunate. And also with a newborn, it was pretty difficult to get them out. What time of year was that? Yeah. Middle of winter. In the middle of winter. (laughs) Um, So they, they got here in October and we actually, by February, we sent them back. Yeah. That could make for a bumpy start. Um, Yeah. It was very difficult. And how was it finding a place to live? Did you organize that and have the place set before you left the U.S. or did you have to get to Finland and then find an apartment? That actually worked out really well. My husband's company is pretty fantastic with all of the relocation. Um, They have a lot of employees living abroad, so they're pretty much pro at this. Um, He did a two-week trip when I took my cat to Finland area, to Portland. He flew to Finland for two weeks and he met with a relocation agent that the company set us up with and they drove him around to a few different apartments and he got to pick the apartment. So he at least could see it and he knew what I wanted and what would work for us. And so he, he picked it um, he sent me pictures, and so we had it set up before we before we moved. Okay, and is it pretty hard to get a place there with um, green space or a garden yard? I don't think it's hard. I think for the area that we were looking in, it 
is not as common. So if you go a little bit farther outside of Helsinki, right now we currently live in Espo, which is a suburb. Um, I can take the train and it's a, at the most, it's a 17 minute train ride into Helsinki. Houses out here are cheaper and they're bigger. And then uh, like townhouses are more common. If you're in Helsinki, you're in a city. So you're going to have an apartment. Okay. So did you um, start out in an apartment and then move in the center and then move out towards the suburbs? Uh, We actually were not in the center of Helsinki because having dogs limited us as to where we could rent. Um, But we were right on the metro line and it was actually, I referred to it as uh, suburban or urban suburbia because it was a lot quieter than uh, right downtown. Um, And the apartment we were in actually had this great courtyard that was the length of the street. So you would have apartment buildings lining the courtyard and then there was play equipment, there were slides and swings and a great walkway with no cars. So it was really nice. Um, Now we are currently on the fifth floor um, of an eight-story building and there's a park right across the street. If I look out, it's just trees. um, And then there's a small courtyard. It's not quite as little kid friendly. There's always kids out there playing, um, but there's there's parks nearby. There's always playgrounds within walking distance. Okay. So a good access to green space for children. Definitely. But not for rambunctious dogs. And there is, there's actually, there's also a dog park right across the street from us now. Now. Yeah. And so yes, your now. husband's company helped you with finding housing. I'm imagining, did they also help with getting the visas arranged and all the legal paperwork? Yes, for sure. We actually, at the time that we relocated, we had to fly to Washington, D.C. to go to the Finnish embassy to apply for our uh, residency permits. Whoa. <laughs> I yeah. haven't heard of that before. Yep. <laughs> we That's an extra to, step. Yes, it was uh, quite exciting. It was, we don't do anything small. And how um, old was your baby then? He was two months old. And he had a little passport. <laughs> he did. He was uh, six weeks when we took his passport picture. It's adorable. And when you were preparing for this move, were you able to find much information online Um, like any expat groups that were already there that you could get in with to get your questions answered? Or were you able to find any blogs? Or do you remember, were there any resources that helped you? I I am not a planner. Okay. Not a planner. I hate research. (laughs) Really, I feel like I'm allergic to it. Um, I just kind of jumped in. Just winged it. Just blind. I'm like, let's just go. Let's get there. And this will be an adventure. And it was. Um, being here now, <laughs> I uh, I am on the Expat Moms in Helsinki Facebook group. They are an amazing resource, especially if you have a child. Um, kind of like any moms group, they can be not so helpful or <laughs> very specific opinions about certain things. Right. Um, But it's really nice because you do get a varied opinion on things. There's, they're expats from all over the world. So it's a bunch of different cultures and it's nice to know that not everybody sticks to the strict Finnish idea of raising a child. Okay. So is there a strict Finnish idea of raising a child? (laughs) 
I feel like most people in that group will tell you, yes, yes, there is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think there, there's Germany. I could say the same. About. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the Germans that I know here are kind of thrown by the Finnish ideas of it sometimes. What are some of the ideas that you know about? Um, the the main one I think that sticks out all the time is that kids are outside all the time. Okay. There's a lot of outdoor play, which is why there's so many parks and playgrounds. Um, most of the daycares, they're outside a lot. Um, I think if you go to a Finnish daycare, it's mostly outside. Maybe they're inside a couple hours a day. Um, Do they have really um, kind of set clothing that they wear for the seasons too? Like in Germany, there's basically like a kid's uniform almost for each season. And there's like certain layers that you have to get and certain types of shoes and types of hats that they need to be wearing depending on the season. Is it the same there? Yes. Okay. Because the idea here is that uh, there's no bad weather. There's only improper dressing. Yep. I think that's actually a Norwegian thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I think the Germans have adopted very common it here. also. Okay. So they're outside a lot. They do have a reputation for having great education. What is it like for early childhood care or early child care? Um, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, when you have a child, um, you are allowed three years of maternity leave. That's a long time coming from the U.S. That's like mind-blowing. And were you eligible for that, um, just arriving and not having a previous job in Finland? Were you eligible for the yes. benefit? I think we, with at least one thing, we kind of snuck in before things changed a little bit. Um, so when we moved here at the end of 2016, almost any child in Finland is given a hundred euros a month up until the age of 18. Okay. Just for being a child in Finland. Um, we actually know somebody who works for the same company as my husband and they had a child here in 2017 and being a U.S. citizen, she is not eligible for that. Hmm. But that changed in January 2017. So our son still gets that 100 euros a month. But I think if we had another child, they wouldn't get it okay. anymore. So that's something for people to know that might be moving to yeah. Finland now. It, they might not be eligible for the same benefits they've heard of others getting. Right. So with that, though, um, maternity leave... For the first nine months, it's expected that your job would pay, uh, I'm going to say 90% of your previous salary. Um, and then after nine months, um, Kella is the social benefit system here. They kick in and they pay a certain amount a month. So when your child is younger, I think it's up to 600 euros a month that you get to stay home and take care of your child. Um, Although that is taxed. So the most that I ever got was, I think, 490 euros. A month, okay. Which is still pretty good for not having worked here. And if he does go to like early childhood care, do you no longer get that? Depending on which care you go to. Okay. So there, there is something called an Asukos Puisto, which is a part-time 
we tried this last August. Um, it was three hours a day, three days a week. And I think you pay a little bit for it, um, but you still keep your at-home benefits. My son did not have a good time there, so I pulled him out before I actually had to pay anything for him to go. And have you and, found a place for him to go now? Yes, he is now in an English daycare um, to help with his speech. He's a little bit behind on his speech development. So we decided an English daycare would be better than a Finnish one since we both speak English at home. And your plan at this point <laughs> is not to stay in Finland and do the public school system there. Is that right? Correct. My husband's job, uh, his contract here was for four years. So that's coming to an end next year. So we're hoping to move to the UK. So English speaking. Cool. And so you'd mentioned that there's a good um, Facebook group there that you've been able to tap into. Has it been easy to meet people and make friends there? I think so. Definitely with having a child, I found a, a mommy playgroup and for quite some time, we had a pretty good meetup at one of the museums in Helsinki. Um, they have a great kids area. And before any of our kids could really move, we could sit there and actually talk and bond. And there's maybe eight of us that formed a pretty good group. So we're still friends Was that now. in like an expat group or was that a yes that was the expat group? mothers group cool mm -hmm. so there's a good variety of people and how is it um speaking with the local people what is there are they forthcoming with speaking english or um is there have you how's your finnish how's <laughs> the language barrier <laughs> Um, I'd say with official things, it's pretty difficult if you don't have a translator. Okay. I still get mail that is, uh, so Sweden is all, or Swedish is also a, an official language. So I get mail that's in Finnish and Swedish mm -hmm. and I have no idea what it says. And Google translate is terrible with Finnish. <laughs> Some of the oh, things really? it comes up with, I'm like, what, what yeah. is happening here? Um, I have this really bad habit of getting mail in German and not knowing what it is. And then I just, I always joke that I just put it in a drawer and close the drawer and pretend it didn't happen. And I know that's so irresponsible, but I'm always like, if it's a real problem next time, they'll highlight it in red. Yeah, that, that actually happened to me with our rent increase and I just stashed it away and we didn't pay the increased amount of rent for six months. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Have you been able to get some basic phrases down or learn the vocabulary it takes to to do grocery transactions and that sort of thing? Yeah, the basic ones. Um, again, my husband's company is really good. They offered everybody a basic, a basic Finnish course when we moved here. So I took eight weeks. I think it was two days a week. Um, so that was nice at least to, to get started, you know, kind of help me read signs. And so now I can learn new words based on random advertisements. I go, well, I know this and this, what's this other word? And then I can usually look it up. So. If you were to go like, even as a tourist to downtown Helsinki, are menus and restaurants translated into English as well? Definitely. Especially in, um, in downtown Helsinki. Um, it's, 
pretty touristy. And if you come during May through September, I think everybody in the service industry is prepared to speak English. Um, ESPO actually has English as an official language of the city, which everyone's like, yay, that's exciting. And then you live here and realize that really doesn't mean much. Um, I think they're supposed to offer you documents in English and you can request them, but I think it's still in the transition period of you actually need to do this if this is an official language of your city. Okay. How has it been when you need to go to the doctor or use their healthcare system? Are you in a public system? We are. Um, Kella, again, is the social service, I I guess. Um, We applied when we moved here. uh, The relocation company that we used actually had a person take us to everywhere that we needed to go to register. So they went with us to the Kella office and they um, gave us all the forms and helped us fill them out and definitely streamlined that process for us. So our whole family has a Kella card, which is our health benefit card. So if we need to go to the public health system, um, the health stations here, we can do that. It is a public system. So you do have to wait in line. You take a number and you wait. And when you have a cranky toddler who has a rash and you have no idea what's going on and you have to wait for an hour and a half in a hot waiting room, it's a little so that's irritating. Even, like, even at the pediatrician's office, you couldn't just call ahead to make an appointment? That would be the private health care. Okay. So we also have private health care because my husband's company is a medical health care software development company. So they're very good with medical stuff. Um, so if there's something really urgent, um, I got really sick one time when we came back from Riga and I couldn't talk. I could barely move. Um, I made an appointment with the private health care the same day and you go in. You give them your Kella card. You maybe pay a little bit. We get reimbursed from our healthcare, um, and that's a lot faster. And your husband, he works for an English-speaking company. Is that right? Yes, it's an American company. Okay. Are there uh, many English-speaking companies there? Um, I think it depends on what department you're in, what okay. field of work you're in. Um, the the tech companies here are are very popular. Angry uh-huh. Birds is a Finnish uh, Finnish design game. Um, so if you're in the tech field, if you're a data programmer, anything like that, there's a lot of opportunity here, and a lot of those companies are English speaking. Um, if you are a teacher with English experience, there's a lot of demand for. English speaking teachers with having a native tongue in English. Um, one of my friends did that and that was pretty easy for her, but it's also a lot of word of mouth and having networking. I know a couple of people who are really frustrated with the system right now because they just don't have a network and they don't have the word of mouth to get them a position. Okay. So it could be difficult to go and try and find a job once you're there. Yeah, if you're in a field that they're not really looking for, then it's pretty challenging. And what do you think your husband would say about this experience? I know it can be 
a totally different experience being a stay at home (laughs) parent navigating the day-to-day life in a foreign city compared to going to work at an English speaking company all day. What do you think his experience has been? Um, I think it's been pretty good. He has a fairly challenging job that uh, gets the better of him sometimes. Um, He does also work with Finns. Um, They have a a translation section. So um, he gets to experience like a little bit more of the Finnish work culture, um, but they all speak English. And does he get the um, same amount of time off as the Finnish companies? He does, yes. So he gets five weeks of paid time off. And then, um, interestingly, in Finland, for each sickness, he gets up to nine days off. Um, And that includes if my son is sick or if I am sick and unable to take care of my son, he can take the time off and take care of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then usually if you need more than three or four days off, you need a doctor's note for that full nine days, but it's nice that it's there. And if you lived in the U S <laughs> what would it be like? Uh, he would get three weeks of paid time off a year which I think is a little more than most companies actually. Um, and then sick leave, I'm not sure exactly what it was, yeah. but you know, I mean, he could always take a, he would only take leave. one or two sick days yeah. <laughs> sick leave in the US. software companies. So they're, they're really good. I feel like that for us has just been the, the huge difference between living here in Germany and living in the U S. Is there anything else you would like to add? Um, I think school-wise, I did want to talk about that because I know a lot of Americans are like, oh my gosh, finish school. It's yes. free and everything is great. Are uh, you going to shatter our illusions? <laughs> I know. Um, so daycare, finish public daycare uh, or the public school, I guess, is free once a child is seven years old. And um, it's a right for all children. So no matter where they're from, um, Finland is, is very child friendly and family friendly. So they definitely take care of kids here. Um, but starting at the age of seven public schools, usually it's about 20 hours a week. So about four hours a day. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you want to go into an English school, it's, you usually have to pay for that one. And a lot of English schools, especially as the kids get older, are a little more competitive because uh, I guess Finns really want their kids to learn English like the right way. Um, a lot of people I know will speak only English to their child, even if they're a Finnish household. So one parent will speak Finnish and one will speak English just to make sure their child is learning English. Um, and like I said, our son goes to an English daycare and that's a private daycare. So we do actually have to pay for that. And typically a private daycare for full time for one month, I believe is 1200 euros. Ooh. So that's, that's pretty pricey. That's expensive for Europe. Yes. Or at least my little version of Europe. Yeah. I heard that and I thought, what are you talking about? Okay. So I don't know anybody who actually pays the 1200 euros a month. Um, That's, I think, their base pay. uh, And then Kella kicks in and will supplement that. 
And that, uh, is that the 600? Can you apply that 600 to the 1200? Um, no, because once your child starts that daycare, you lose your stay at home. Okay. Uh, so, uh, do you know, know how much you pay? Ad- so it costs 1200, but how much do you think you pay? Um, well, okay. My son is going for three full days. So that would be, I guess right now he's in the under threes. That would be 920 euros a month. I think we pay about 300 to 350. Okay. Um, so the ESPO is actually a little more generous with their um, city benefits. Um, so, so it just you- depends kind of on where you're living, how the benefits mm-hmm. shake out. So yeah. if someone is looking at the cost of childcare and they see a number like 1200, don't be terrified because it right. might not shake out like that. You'll probably pay less than half of that. Okay. Very mm-hmm. good to know. Especially if you have the Kella benefits that kicks in, um, the city of Espo and the city of Finland or the city of Helsinki pay different amounts, but then you also get, um, the Finnish one as well. So there's a lot of different benefits and that's why the relocation company comes in so helpful. (laughs) Okay. So that's one illusion shattered. Mm -hmm. Um, what else is there that we need to know about the schools? Um, I think most other things are, are fairly true. Um, kids don't typically have homework. Um, I, there is one blog that I read, uh, she moved from Australia to Finland. Uh, her husband is Finnish and their daughter, I believe is seven. And so she has some homework. Um, they don't live in Helsinki. They live a little farther North, but she also is getting a little extra help with, um, her Finnish language because she grew up in Australia, at least, you know, for the first six years. Um, so she needed a little extra help with, uh, with the Finnish language, but it is nice because education in your mother tongue is also a right for every child. So if you speak Swahili and you really want your child to be educated in Swahili, they will find someone to teach your child. Wow. And is that some, someone that will come into the regular public school to help or someone that a tutor? How does that work? That one, I'm not entirely sure. That was case something, by case, maybe. Yeah, that was something that Alpha brought up. That he was like, "Yeah, if it's some distant language, we will find someone to to do that." Would you say that people that you speak with there that do have kids ages seven and above in the public school system do they seem to be as satisfied with it? Does it live up to its reputation of being excellent? Don't have a lot of friends who have school age kids, but the ones who do are pretty happy with the school system. And then because the hours are so much shorter than in the U.S., a lot of children are also in after-school activities. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to add? I think just maybe the cost of living. Is, oh, uh, yeah. Tell me about the cost of living. <laughs> Good That's <thing> important. <laughs> the cost of living is, is pretty high. Ah, um, no. Not going to lie. It's, uh, I, know, I think you interviewed someone who said they went to Finland and went, oh, my gosh, it's so expensive. It is expensive. Uh, although I, I think she mentioned going to Starbucks for four people for like fifty dollars, oh and uh, yeah, that's Starbucks. Okay, first of all, <laughs> but but yes, um, the cost of living is high because the the taxes are high. I think we 
we pay 35% in taxes. Um, but that covers the social care and right. the schooling and all of that. So it's interesting because there's a 24% value added tax put into everything. Um, so the price tag that you see on a piece of clothing includes that VAT. And so you, do, you don't really notice it when you pay for things, but that does kind of drive up the price. Um, Have you been month. back to the U.S. for a visit since you've been there? Yeah, a couple times. And when you've gone to the grocery store in the U.S., does it seem cheaper or more expensive? I think it seems cheaper. It kind of depends on what you're buying. But okay. it's it's kind of hard to calculate also because I'm thinking in euros versus dollars. Okay. Um, but once you put the calculation in there, it's definitely cheaper in the U.S. Okay. So if someone was going to negotiate a package for living in Finland, they would probably need more money yes, than they're used or- to getting in the U.S., or at least or wherever they are in euros. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Definitely for the rest of Europe, Finland is more expensive. And I think you'll hear any European say that. Okay. How do you think your experience has been with like parenting and mom culture in Finland versus what it might've been if you had stayed in the U S I think it definitely made me, uh, bring out more of who I am and who I want to be as a parent because I don't have that fallback system in the U.S. of, oh, this is what everybody does in the States, so that's what I should be doing too. Here it's, well, that's pretty Finnish. You know, maybe I don't want to do that because that's not how I was raised. That's not what I remember doing as a child. And then seeing also how my friends are with their children because it's different cultures. There's so many different cultures, mm-hmm. um, at least for me being an expat. Um, um, what would you say you have loved about this experience? Hmm. Um, I think really getting to experience the culture firsthand and like hardcore experiencing it. You know, there's something that you can't get out of a country just from visiting. You don't get the the full experience of living somewhere until you've actually lived there and had to deal with the day-to-day of hooking up your electricity or <laughs> figuring out how to turn the water on to get your dishwasher to run properly. Um, but also experiencing the multitude of cultures here, I think is one of my favorite things because I don't think you really get that in the U S have you been able to travel much in Europe since you've been here? Yes, a lot. And I love it. It's definitely one of my favorite things. That's a perk. Are there good flights from Helsinki? Uh, There are some decent ones. Um, If you, pick the right times and the right locations. Uh, We actually went direct from Helsinki to Gdansk, Poland in December for Christmas. Um, And then a lot of connections are through Amsterdam. Tell me about your blog. So it started off as uh, my mother-in-law actually saying, I wrote her an email explaining this horrible faux pas that happened to me at the grocery store. And she said, Hey, you have a really good writing style. Have you thought about writing a blog? And I said, uh, kind of. (laughs) So I decided to just go from there and start it and write the differences of life in Finland versus life in the U S 
So um, a lot of my early posts are things like the grocery store and how you have to weigh your produce before you go to the cash register, which was so bizarre to me. I feel like more people need to write about that stuff because it is really (laughs) hard to find that kind of information when you actually need it. One of my good friends I met here in Germany, we both arrived about the same time. And uh, I think we bonded over the fact that she started a blog like that when she arrived and she did a whole post on how to organize your garbage and recycling here because it is such a complicated system. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just so thankful that she put put in the time to make that research and publish that blog post. So I am sure people will appreciate um, your insights you have as an expat on life in Helsinki. I think I also have a post about that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> about good. <the> trash. <laughs> good. Good to know. For new arrivals, go check that out. And then you have a lot of really great posts on there too that I saw. Your more recent posts on travel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely got more into um, writing about our travels. My husband said, I love how your blog has turned from life in Finland to traveling. <laughs> um, so well, That's the beauty of a blog. It can just change with you. Yeah, you can And morph. I think also more people need to write about um, travel with toddlers because it is a very special travel time and you need uh, special insights. Yeah, that's definitely been um, pretty exciting, to say the least. <laughs> it makes it a unique experience. It really does. and I, I It keeps of, you on your toes. Oh, for sure. I, I half hesitate a lot of times when writing these posts about, well, and then my son had a meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> like, who wants to read about this? Well, probably other people with toddlers. Um. Okay, so if if you were talking to someone else, say back in the U.S., and they were saying, "Oh my gosh, that's so interesting," my family might want to do something like that someday. What would you say to them? Uh, I would say, if you definitely want to move here, hire a relocation agency for sure, because all of the paperwork you don't even know at least half of what you need and. The company that we used is called Alpha, and I can send you their information. They are so amazing. So amazing. They gave us absolutely everything we needed. They applied for the Kella card for not only me, but also my son and my husband. And um, not everybody in the office had that application put in because they didn't necessarily need the Kella benefits because nobody else moved with a child here. Okay. Um, and I would say definitely get into the Facebook group maybe before you move. Um, they can definitely answer more like healthcare questions and where to go if there's an emergency. You know, there's a 24-hour nurses line that you can call if there's an issue, things like that that you don't think about. And especially if you have a kid, it's nice to kind of just go through that Facebook group and see the other questions that moms are asking. Mm-hmm. And then you think, oh, I never would have thought of that. I will, in the show notes, add a link to that relocation agency in the Facebook group. So with with the challenges and the learning curves, would you say it's all been worth it? I would say so. It's definitely been an adventure and a, a pretty good experience for the most part. I mean, every expat has those bad days where you come home crying because something happened or you couldn't figure something out and you just feel like falling apart. But overall, it's been 
really good. And hey, now that the sun is shining, <laughs> everything's good. Yeah, right. Uh, spring and summer in Europe are like magic. It's like living in a fairy tale. Yeah. Okay, what do you think? Could Finland be your family's happy place? If you're interested in learning more about working in Finland, tech jobs abroad, and or other employment opportunities in Europe, stay tuned because I've got an episode coming up very soon that's going to go deeper into all of that and more. So don't forget to subscribe. And thank you for hanging out with me today. Until next time, keep dreaming those big dreams and scheming bold moves.